Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. I'll be talking about a movie called End Call. This is from 2008, right? And this is a Japanese horror movie. Um, Well, I'll say more... Japanese, I like Japanese horror slash drama, but um, it depends on you as an individual when it comes to watching horror movies. Because I know a lot of people like that fast-paced stuff, but to be honest, I to be honest, I like this movie, in my opinion, because I, I like watching um, J J horror movies, especially even with Japanese drama movies alone. I like to watch that too. So I mean, I'm I'm comfortable watching this, you know. And the movie's about these girls that play this game, right? If you call the devil, and the devil give you a wish, but then it comes with a twist because, it, it, like, it takes your life also, and there's a reason how it takes your life. So the movie starts off with this girl, right, wishing for her dad, you know, to go away pretty much. And once you get her wish, you get like two months earlier. Now this movie has the flashback scenes back and forth and what's going on now. And it does get annoying with that, but again, it's I let it slide because I thought it, they did it well here, in my opinion. And um, and you get to a, a different story where another girl that did that each of these girls who find out that they make these phone calls to get their wish, and there's a twist. Like I said, there's a, there's a twist when your phone bill went up high. So your phone bill went up high, and you don't pay it out. The devil's gonna take your life away, pretty much. Yeah, that's, so that's how the devil catches you. So when you get a wish, your bills you get you get, you get like your bill will be like maybe like one thousand six hundred something. Like your bill will be super high, you know, something like that. So it's kind of a weird concept. I've never seen it done before like this. So I, I to me, I thought this movie was kind of original in a way with that concept, how they set it up like that. Um, but again, the movie's heavy, heavy on drama, like totally more drama. And the horror elements is pretty much only in the first scene is more horror elements on that one scene about how the girls dad had to go away or how the devil took her dad away. But so I don't want to ruin that scene for you, but that's that's only what the fuck moment scene that you get. And after that it's just drama, drama, drama about how this girl likes this boy. She um she caused suicide, which pretty much the devil did it pretty much. And um then it's gonna follow these, and then you find out this girl's connected with this girl about her man. Yeah, some guy issues and stuff, and all of them pretty much kind of involved, like calling the devil. Like you find out later. Um, you also get twist and who's behind it, which was I did not expect it. You know, so I give it credit for the twist ending. Um, end call. Um, again, it's horror, but at the same time, it's more drama. So if you see like these Japanese drama movies. Or Japanese TV shows, I mean, like soap operas, with the whole elements added to it a little bit, then you might like this one, I would say. So, Encore, I say, give it a try and see what you think. Warning, warning, warning. Everyone stay the fuck away from this movie. Red alert, red alert. It's called Evil Behind You. And the movie's about these people that have been kidnapped, you know, two girls and two guys. And they'll be trapped in this room. And you find out that they're being experimented on by this doctor about the brain. And trying to see if they, like, about the alternate dimension and stuff. Like, if they still could go to another world pretty much. Which you can see in the beginning of this movie when a doctor would start talking about it as part of the experiment. This movie is so fucking bad. It stays in the room. In the room. And it tells you each of the characters have a flashback, which was fine. The character development part was good. But the the dubbing, you could tell the voice felt so dubbed. 
and everything was in the room. That it, it's just bad, and the supernatural elements, horrible. Now I can tell you not to see this. I can ruin this movie, but you know what? I'm gonna be a nice guy and let you judge for yourself. But to say that I did not want you. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a movie called Exist. And this is a Bigfoot movie from 2014. And it's about these young adults. I keep on saying young adults and I apologize, but most of these horror movies is always young adults. Traveling to the forest, to the cabin. And of course to party and have fun. But before they did that, they hit something on the way. The guy uses his camera, he doesn't know what he hit. Uh, oh, by the way, this is a fun footage movie, by the way. Let me mention that. Um, so, they didn't know what they hit, so they, so they drove off. And suddenly, they start seeing this creature walking around the woods, and they're wondering what the hell it is, you know? So, once they get to the forest, I mean, back to the cabin, the Bigfoot creature will start attacking the cabin, start attacking them, making noises. And, um, the it, people have to survive against this Bigfoot creature. And they'll be wondering why is this Bigfoot creature going after them, you know? Um, I, I do I do like this movie because it had that realism feel to it, you know? And I do like how, the, I do like how this Bigfoot creature looks. It looks so realistic looking. Like, if Bigfoot was realistic looking, it could probably be that creature in this movie. So, I would say if you're a fan of Bigfoot movies, especially, like... I know most of them are, like, B-movie and campy and all that stuff. But I think, to me, this one's not campy. This is more down... Down ground, more grounded, and like I said, more realistic horror feel to it, you know. So I definitely highly recommend this movie. So check out Exist. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey everyone, I'm reviewing a movie called The Exorcism of the Seventh Demon, and this movie is totally like a black snake moan ripoff, but it's just a low budget version of it. You know that movie when Sam Jackson kidnapped the white woman? You know, to make to make her get straight again. Well, this is the same concept. This guy, right, had a history when he saw his possessed daughter killed herself. And, like, after that, like, maybe a year later, I would say probably, he met this woman in a bar. He's, like, capturing her and left her in a basement. She all tied up in chains. So he told the woman about he captured her that, you know, she's possessed by demons. And then he, he kind of, like, trying to help her get rid of these demons. Slowly, these demons going to torture the girl until she becomes fully possessed. And people will start dying, trying to help her out. And, you know, just, it's just many more about that. It's everything's taking place in the house. And then when the woman becomes possessed with the demon, and, you know, she starts torturing the guy in his mind, like the demon mind games. And the guy will have to try, you know, pretty much get rid of the demon from her. Um, this movie is just a lot of talking. You do have the demon elements. But like I said, this movie is so super low budget. You just have to be open-minded about it. Um, I do like the soundtrack that goes with this movie. You have, like, your slow soundtrack. You have your rock soundtrack with this movie. So I thought it works pretty well. Um, the demon effects, of course, is definitely old school, you know. Um, of the Seventh Demon, I thought it was a decent watch. So I said give it a chance. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, everyone. Um, today I'll be talking about a supernatural ghost movie called Find Me from 2014. And this movie, I... Did enjoy it though, to be honest with you. I guess because of this, the town setting to me, I felt comfortable in that town. The I mean, I I never been there, but it just made me feel comfortable. As for the ghosts, I'm not. I can't say for the ghosts, but um, it's about these two couples moving into this house that wasn't even on the market. You know, they got it, they threw it off and they got in the house. You know, and you just should ask yourself the question: How come it's that easy? You know what I'm saying? Especially in 2017, you know, I mean, excuse me, 2014, but still, it's modern time, you know, when this movie was made, excuse me. Um, but, but still, you gotta ask yourself that question, you know, like, damn, we got this house really cheap, and it's just like, let us stay? Especially in a small town, because usually small towns, houses are super expensive, man. Yes, they are. <laughs> but the town is quiet, like, we see the beginning of the movie, like, when they start right in their car you see the town up a wide open environment screen like it's really nice looking but anyway the woman or her husband is going to have this paranormal supernatural experience with this ghost lady and there's a his mystery behind her you know and there's a reason why they call find me you know I won't I won't spoil it for you guys but 
I, I thought this was a, an enjoyable ghost movie, you know. Um, I, I because I guess the setting. Plus, I like the girl's husband because the the girl's husband, he's kind of like me. He likes to watch ghost shows anyway, you know. When she mentioned it to her friend, so it's like we have something in common, you know. Anyway, find me. I say definitely check it out and give it a chance. It's a simple ghost story, nothing new. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Found Footage 3D. In my case, it will be called Found Footage because I saw the 2D version. Um, this movie was 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 only made on Shutter, and this is one of the movies I wanted to see in the year of 2017, one of my top picks. Um, I kind of challenged myself and say, okay, I'm, I think we'll have high expectations for this one. But let's see how original this movie's gonna be. So anyway, this movie's about these people going to show a found footage horror movie. And while they're showing the found footage horror movie, at the same time, you get you get the scenes of shooting the movie and mostly behind the scenes of the movie. Now, you got the cameraman, you got the director, you got the PA person. You got the sound guy, you got the husband and wife team, the director and the actress, who the actress had a relationship with the husband, and, I mean, with the director in the past. And they're all going to do, well, the, with two directors, because the actor wanted to do the Found Footage movie, but he ended up taking over more of a director spot than the director itself. Meanwhile, they start going to this, they're going to shoot this movie in the house. They have these two guys, the hillbillies, they ask them to, to play a part, saying that don't go into the house. And then once the hillbillies start getting their lines right, they say, "Will you, will you shoot this place at this house?" And then that's when they start acting really, really serious and without without acting. So anyway, the cast and the crew kind of ignore it. Decide to shoot the movie in the haunted house, and there's like a little history about this husband that killed this woman, you know. So the place was haunted by him pretty much. It was pretty obvious. Anyway, the movie's main, mainly give them a. Working as a team trying to shoot this movie, but at the same time, they're going to be arguing, fighting, you know. And later on, you start seeing what this ghost looks like. It's like a black mist spirit, like a black ghost, like a spirit ghost, like, you know, like black mist, which you see in the ghost stories or in documentaries and stuff. Anyway, this ghost had skills, you know. It could shoot, it could pick up cameras and shooting people, you know, like, and you've seen this done in other found footage horror movies before, so it's nothing new. The only thing original about it, what they want to be original on is... Um, shooting the movie in 3D, that's all. <laughs> but, as for three elements, I don't see anything in 3D about it, man. Only, maybe, a little bit here and there. And you find out this ghost has some skill, like it has some video editing skills too, this ghost. Because when the, when, um, the camera guy trying to do edits on the movie, he's not knowing shadows behind one of the scenes, shadows in certain scenes, and uh, one of the actors gets scratched up, and you, Realize, oh, sh and they start taking it seriously, but the guy trying to cover it up, you know what I'm saying? Um, there was one scene that made me laugh as hell, when the papers start talking shit, and the ghost threw a shovel at her face. Which, you know, the ghost did throw the shovel, because I'm gonna be honest, that's the way I feel about this fucking movie, man. I'm gonna show a shovel at everybody's face. This movie's a piece of crap, man. I mean, let's be real. I know a lot of people's giving a, a good review on it, but nah, come on, man, really? There's nothing real about this. There's nothing real original about this fucking movie. Get the fuck out of there. Come on. You know? But anyway, it's like one hour and 40 minutes for this movie. And you wait maybe like maybe one hour and 10 minutes probably. When they go start doing things like possession and people dying. There's a lot of blood flying around. And the ending for this movie. Oh my god. Like, come on. I was, I was expecting it, man. Come on. Really? Really? The ending? Really? No. Please stop. Found footage 3D, to me, is, is a bunch of crap. It's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. If anyone, I mean, I know a lot of people are giving good reviews, but trust me. And I'm not opposed to that show on found footage movies. There are they're some that are good, there are some that are bad. So trust me, there are good ones. I, I said mostly in my case, I think there's more good ones than, than bad ones. But to, to be honest, this is one of the bad ones, so this is crap. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today we talk about the movie Frontiers, and this is a French horror movie, by the way. So, of course, a lot of these titles, man, with all these movies in different genres, it's like the same titles, but you gotta let them know it's a French horror movie in this case, not a western. Well, in a way, I can say this is like a western in somewhat of a way, even though it takes place in the modern times. Well, anyway, this takes place in France, like when modern day French of course, let me say that. About there's a riot, politics is going crazy over there. These couple of, these these young guys and one young lady, they're having problems. 
they, they're escaping the law, you know, and they went their separate ways. Two, two of the brothers went to this inn, and, you, and later on they started having fun, and then stuff started going out of hand, and you find out that this family is like a cannibalistic family, like inbreds, like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre crazy family, and uh, so they have to try and escape them, and while they escape, they end up got hit and run by one of the crazy family members. Meanwhile, we got their other um, partners in crime going inside the inn trying to look for them. And then everything, like again, hell breaks loose. You know, the Nazis start capturing them, killing them, torturing them. With the last survivor being a female, and you know, you find out that she's pre pregnant. So the leader of the crazy family is like a Nazi leader, you know, from World War Two. And his family, like I said, they inbreds, and you know, they practice creepy, freaky shit pretty much. Um, this movie, like any other French horror movies now in this era, modern era to take since. High tension came out. They all have the same style: realistic kills, bloody and gory, disgusting stuff start happening, you know. And when I say it's something like a western, you get this great, awesome shootout scenes in this movie. So it's like a full-blown horror with a great shootout scene at the end with guns shooting and stuff. I was like, damn, that shit is dope, man. Anyway, this movie I highly recommend. Definitely check it out, man. And it's, let me just say, good acting in this movie too for a horror movie. Like, this horror movie was good acting, but I think this one had really good acting. <laughs> anyway, peace guys and see you later. Hey everyone, how you doing? Today we're talking about a fun movie. If you're a fan of B-movie camp, especially when it comes to science fiction, action, you know, if you're a fan of that, then you're definitely going to love this type of movie. It's called Galaxy Destroyer, also known as Galaxy from 1986. And the movie is about this guy, right? He's like, I would say maybe this is their version of Han Solo. You know, he's like a cool guy that he, he ended up trying to run away from the police. Like, space police, I guess. What it looked like to me. And then he, and then he steals a spaceship inside a warehouse. He, he goes to space. He's seeing these aliens destroy his planet. And then you find later he comes back to it. And then the, the planet was like, it looks nice. But it's run over by aliens. And he meets this woman, and him and this woman have gone through obstacles like, find, of course, find aliens. You see these cheesy ass alien spaceships. I th I don't know actually if this is an Italian movie because it looked like it looked like an Italian movie how the special effects is. But if you see Italian cinemas from the 80s, that's the type of stuff they use. Even well, in America they use it too, but but it, it looks more Italian like when it comes to spaceship battles and stuff. And the alien looks cheesy looking with the the cheap makeup and stuff, but hey, if you like that old school stuff, that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you got the one clay animation monster, alien monster, which I thought was funny how it looks, how they how they set this monster trying to ca capture this woman. She was like totally naked and stuff. You make it now. We got an alien monster to find an alien mon monster butt naked. This is funny. The, the setup of it, I mean, you gotta look at it. Um, they come across motorcycle gangs, and one of the motorcycle the motorcycle leader. I, I guess they're trying to make him look like Sylvester Stallone, like old school Sylvester Stallone when he had the bit all over his face and the hair the way he looked it. But um, Galaxy or AKA Galaxy Destroy, I I highly recommend it. It was a fun movie. I liked it. What's up, everyone? I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. This movie, with the title like Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill, then a catchy title came out a few weeks ago. I keep saying to myself, don't rent this, don't rent this. Even when I seen the trailers, don't rent this, don't rent this. But then Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Killers in my head too much. Decided to rent it, why not? I had nothing to watch today. Well, I, I did have a few movies to watch today that came out this week, but they didn't spark my interest. Except for um, Mother Krampus. So I said, okay, I'm going to see this. And I know what I was getting. You know, I know a lot of people say, well, with a time like this, you should expect it. Let me say something. I see in a lot of good horror movies or horror comedy or whatever with catchy titles, and I highly recommend it. I could name a lot, trust me. It was a go too long in the video. But Halloween Pussy Trap Kill Kill, I mean, let's let's be honest. This movie, like I said, it sucks. It's stupid. It's pretty much a sore ripoff. What it is, but it did it like in a sh shitty way. 
And the beginning of the movie, I liked the beginning with the war. Even though I was confused a bit, I was like, am I watching a war movie or a horror movie? But I liked it. It had action. Everybody's dying, shooting. Then the IS terrorists captured the military soldier, telling them, oh, you like to celebrate Halloween. And he was saying Halloween's about sacrifice. So he started killing the soldier. But one soldier got his face scarred up. And they, they took him into the in the house, in the IS house. And after that, we get to the present age with these gold bands partying, rock and roll, singing their music. And um, it was time for them to, the show was over. Two of the bandmates was in the van, smoking weed. The girl was coming up close to the guy, and the guy decided to pull her, 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 her shirt up. Her tits was showing, the woman just noticing it. And then... He decided to pull out his pants and have sex with her. Then the woman say, Oh, you molested me. You molested me. Yo, fuck that shit. I hate shit like this. This shit pissed me off. That's why, I'm gonna tell you, don't get drunk with women. When you see women drunk or, or smoking weed and they coming up to you like that, trying to kiss up to you and touching your dick, trust me. Yo, they be, they be doing some shady shit. Uh, guys, when you see women act like that around you, push them away. And even though they'll come at you again, push them away, push push them back. Say, no, I'm not. No, you're drunk or you're high. I know this is not you. But if a woman keep on coming to you like that, push them away because they're going to come out with some shit on you. Trust me. I don't give a fuck. You know, no means no. You know, but I, I, I respect women. I don't want women getting no molesting. I don't like shit like that. But still, I'm saying, be, just be, guys, just be careful out there, man. All jokes aside, I know I'm reviewing a movie, but all jokes aside. Anyway, the bandmates kick him out. He's walking. He started hanging out with another group of people while the bandmates decided to move on. They stopped by a gas station. The woman that was molested was missing. They can't find her. Decided to get to a car with Richard, Richard Greco, who plays a gas station owner. Get into a car with him, and guess what? He was a gas mask, trapped them, and put them down in the basement. Now... I've got to mention the guy in the wheelchair that was trying to get interfere with the guy and the girl that was smoking weed. Um, the guy was kicking his ass and the guy in the wheelchair left. But you found out that the, the guy that when Grisha Greco character put them down in the basement, the leader of the operation was the guy in the wheelchair after all. And you found out that he was the guy that was like in the military that was scarred up. He was a victim, so he wanted to test these kids, these young adults out, excuse me, these bandmates out, saying that, hey, what sacrifice really means on Halloween, pretty much. So, these adults have to play a game where one of them have to die to get to the next stage, you know? And it's not really all that, trust me. It's just, they're going to argue, they're going to bicker, they're going to get panicked, they're going to kill each other. And the guy in the wheelchair used the methods that military used to torture them, like gases, acid, sound, sonic sounds, shit like that. He, um, later on, the guy that was, the guy that was, they left behind, he molested one of the bandmates. He decided to drive off and spotted their friends, spotted his bandmate's car van. So he went into the house and trying to trying to save the he trying to save the bandmates. Like I said, everything goes out of hand and they pretty much bickering and battling each other, you know. And then you get to you know, your ending, which is a stupid twist ending, which is like a nit to me is a is a is a downbeat ending. As my friend Michael King would said it when he sees horror movies with bad ending, downbeat ending. Downbeat end. I'm gonna leave it as that. I don't want to ruin too much. Um, there's that I like about this movie. Only one thing. I actually like the daughter of the killer of the mastermind behind the operation, which was which was the witch woman, the daughter. I liked it. Her. It was a. She was played like that Harley Quinn. Hey, I like. I want you dead anyway. Ha ha ha. It's funny you died. Type of attitude, you know. So with the scene with the kid went trick or treating, and they were disappointed. I got one candy. And she was used to go in there to blow them up. I was like, "Happy Halloween," <laughs> you know. Uh, that shit, I let. That shit is okay. That shit, I like. But everything else is downbeat, man. I just, just hate it. This movie just sucks. It's super creepy and spooky. You know what I'm saying? And the movie's about these young adults. And the girlfriend found out that her man inherited an app orchard for him. So she takes a friend to see him to like help, him, help him out with apple picking and stuff. And then also, the boyfriend also have a groundkeeper that takes care of the farm with him. Now, spooky stuff that happening in the forest, like 
you see images like ghosts, paranormal stuff, and one by one, the people start dying. You know, so it's like a comedy between paranormal and slasher in one movie. And you already know who the killer is. I won't spoil it for you who have not seen this movie yet. You know, even though it's 2007, but this movie was good, you know, for for what it is, for, for a budget was working with. And I, I like the, I like the dead scenes in the movie, you know, simple. It's independent dead kill scenes, so you, see, you do see kill scenes, but you don't see it as much, you know what I'm saying? But the paranormal aspects of it was so good. I like the ghost, ghost effects in the movie, because like when you see those ghost shows or how people describe seeing ghosts, it's like how they show it in this movie, you know what I'm saying? Um, I love the background music. It works really well, especially when the killer's going after you. The killer music, that, as you may call it in horror movies. So the soundtrack for this movie, background music was really good. You know, how do you recommend that, you know? I'm surprised you never read a CD for this, for this movie, because the soundtrack is that good. Because that's, that's like a horror movie soundtrack, really good. The, f the forest, the darkness they shoot the camera with, perfection, you know, just how you have to do it in a good horror movie. When the killer's, when you see ghosts, ghosts coming around the forest, or a killer's gonna kill you, you know, very dark, but you can still see the actors and the, and the darkness of the trees and the sky. So they, the people, the director behind this movie, really took advantage of the environment, which I like in horror movies. They really take advantage of the environment and make it work for you. Um, the actors, I like all of them. Um, they play the part well. And um, also, the twist ending, which the twist, usually twist ending in horror movies are really nothing new. It's always like, most cases, it's usually the same. But you know what? I liked it, and I, you know what? For this movie, I didn't even expect it, so so I I let it pass. Yeah, you know. Anyway, I say check out Harvest Moon for two thousand seven. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Hearts and Armor, and this is one of those early eighties fantasy movies capitalized on the Conan the Barbarian genius. You know, like wow, you gotta love that. Since Conan the Barbarian came out, there's so many of these fantasy movies, like. But there's been a lot of them that have been good. I haven't been disappointed in any of them, in my opinion. So, you know, I kind of like the professional, commercialized, or even the B-movie campy ones, you know. And Italian cinema did a lot of expectation on it, too. And this is one of them. Um, Hearts and Armor, man. Very, very well done movie. Beautiful. Um, had action, romance, you know. And I love, uh, hey, I like a little romance in my action. Why not, you know. But the little story is really nice, though, in this movie. Um, the movie about this woman, right? Actually, it's two two sides, two sides of the story in this one. Actually, it's about this woman. Um, she ended up getting this arm of the night that saved her, and she becomes a knight. Meanwhile, you got this dashing, handsome guy leads the battle of knights, and their option, their goals is pretty much to defeat the rivals. You know. Which they like, I guess, the Middle Eastern side rivals, kind of like 300, but with but it's like so B movieish, like super B movieish. But um, later on, um, some some of the rivals going through the water, and one of the women, the princess played by Tanya Roberts, she's the only recognizable star in this movie, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Um, was like almost got molested by these um, bandits, also the knight that saved the woman from the beginning of this movie. Who wore the armor now? Saved the princess, but she captured. But actually, she was capturing the princess, which the princess did not know. To go with the knights to the other kin, to bring her to the kingdoms, to like, a, like a to capture pretty much. Excuse me. Meanwhile, the prince's brother goes on a quest to save her, to save her, but he gets captured by the rival knights, and pretty much you get your love story. This is when you get your love story with the lead, the hero knight of the rival kingdom. In love with the princess, while the female knight is in love with the princess's brother, and then you get to your story when they they're gonna fight, argue, and they go separated, and like the woman searching for her love for him, and while the guy suffering the love for the woman, and they go on a quest, a quest, and different obstacles towards them, while doing it, you know. Um, what's also cool about this movie is I like the action, but the drama and romance was pretty good with it, like I said. Um, what's another thing that's major cool about this movie? If you look at all the knight's armor, 
each of the knight's armor is like different so it's like in a way they had different personalities so I thought that was pretty cool even the villain knights like for the villain knights from the rival kingdom from the middle eastern side four of them had their own different armor too so that was pretty cool also yeah hearts and armor I highly recommend this one this is a really good movie very nice story with it nice action also with it to top it off highly enjoyable peace guys and see you later Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today we talk about the movie Heidi from 2017, but the movie actually came out in 2014. So, but the official release date for everybody to see it is 2017. So again, one of those independent horror movies when came out a long time ago, but you know it's, it's hard to get an official wider release. So I want people to understand that. Uh, besides that, when I saw the trails for Heidi, and which is a doll horror movie. I had no doubts. For some reason, I felt like this movie was legit boss. Because this Heidi, man, I'm like looking at Heidi, I'm like, yo, I don't think Heidi's nothing to fuck with. Heidi ain't no Annabelle. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hmm. But, but still, I, I, I wasn't ready to watch it right away. I took my time. You know, there was other horror movies for me to watch. So let me just take my time, you know. And then, today I had nothing to watch. So let me, all right, so it's time for me to watch some Heidi. Alright, Heidi, let's see what you got. Went over to Amazon.com, paid out my debit card, and let's see what Heidi could do. So, if you haven't seen the trailers, this movie's pretty much a video footage movie, right? About these two guys that like to play pranks and put it on the social media platform page. And one day, one of the guys got a job to clean this lady's bird cage or clean this old lady's house. So, suddenly decided to go up on the roof, you know, being fucking nosy. And they spotted this spooky, creepy doll. Goes by the name Heidi. And Heidi started doing some paranormal stuff. So right off the back, I feel like this movie was pretty fast-paced with Heidi action going on. But like in a paranormal, supernatural sense of things. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of horror movies, you guys know what I'm talking about. So, so Heidi started pivoting in one place here and there. Pivoting on the guys' houses. And like wondering, like, how the fuck this doll got here? You know what I'm saying? And now, and then Heidi paid him on the friend's house, and the friend got mad at the other guy. He said, you know what, take this doll with you. And so Heidi is spending most of her time in this guy's house the most. The the younger guy, you know, the leader, the, the, the one who goes with the camera all the time. So anyone, pretty much anyone to get close with this doll, Heidi, people stop dying in mysterious ways. You got the detective trying to figure things out, and, you know, people start dying. And as for the guy, when he started figuring out that Heidi's the real deal, this doll's no freaking joke, he tried to get rid of it as much as possible, but the doll just keeps on coming back. You know? Um, I felt like this movie was really good, which was a surprise to me. But I thought it was good when I saw the trails for it, you know? But like I said, I wasn't in a rush right away. I just want to take my time, because I don't want my, my expectation to be ruined. So I just waited. But it did pay it off, so I'm glad it was good, like I said just now. Um, Heidi will do things to, to kill people, pretty much. It was pretty obvious. And you get this wonderful twist ended, man. It was, like, funny to me, the way they set it up, you know. But um, Heidi for 2017, highly, 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 highly recommend it. Check this movie out. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? What's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie... Hell's Labyrinth, also known as Carnivore, and I picked the Carnivore poster alternate title because, to me, if you look at the Hell's Labyrinth poster, it has a dragon in the background. There's no dragon in this movie, but they are CGI demons, the one you see in the background of this poster. Now, this movie's about this woman, right? She saw a guy that she needs help with because she was stuck on the road, and the guy hit her back of, back of the head with a shovel. I mean, hit her in the front of the face, excuse me. And then suddenly she woke up in the bowels of hell with other people with her. These CGI demons come out of nowhere, start killing everybody, and a few survivors have to run away from these demons. And now while they go around the cavern trying to find a way out, trying to survive, um, a few survivors end up meeting with a swordsman that will help them out trying to get out. You know, he'll battle the demons, use this amulet to keep the demons at bear, bay, excuse me. And then they'll still have to run while they were separate they were separated ways. Um, the movie they end up having obstacles 
see they can make a decision to pick up different weapons, if it's a trap or not with these obstacles, zombies. Um, the movie is heavy CGI. You can tell it's, everything's done with the green screen background. I thought it was kind of cool because if I do an independent horror movie, I think I would do it like this, <laughs> to be honest with you. And then later on, we get towards the end, then you find out a little bit more about this place with more people dying and what's really going on and how they can find a way to escape, you know. Hell's Labyrinth, uh, this movie is definitely independent, but it has a lot of green screen work background. You, know, you can tell it was done in a studio. Um, I like the movie. I enjoyed it, you know. It's, I, 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 like, I, like, I enjoy the swordsman guy. Cause the swordsman is one of those cocky jackasses guys, you know, like they're very cocky and they like have a bad sense of humor, kind of like Deadpool, I would say, you know. But um, yeah, I like the heroine. I like the heroine in the movie. I li I liked it. I enjoyed it, you know. Anyway, Hell's Labyrinth from 2007. Oh shit, is that old? I might right, hold up. I thought it was 2014. This movie was. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll post the right date on, above the title. But uh, is it 2007? Wow. Very old movie. Anyway, peace guys and see you later. Hey everyone, I'll be talking about this French horror movie called Hostel. Not the not the torture porn Hostel, but a French movie called Hostel. I'll put the poster up and you'll see what it looked like. Um, without a doubt, the modern day French horror movies step in their game up. They always have, you know, um, a lot of shock value, value, unpredictable endings, you know, and um. This movie is no different, you know. Um, uh, the movie is also—it's like a POV slash regular camera horror movie. Um, the movie has these camera crew, like these two reporters, like Fleming his mom. She talked about all this creepy stuff happening to her two daughters. They became normal one time, and then suddenly they became crazy, <laughs> you know, pretty much. And later in the movie, the mom decided to leave. Decided to leave. And let the reporters take over for two weeks. He said, I'll be back in two weeks. So the reporters start filming the, these two girls. And trying to figure out what's going on with them. And these two girls are super creepy, man. I mean, damn. They're teenagers. They shouldn't be acting like this. But it's like, the movie's mixed with Supernatural. A little bit of mystery. A little, little bit of, little bit of ki killing, you know. Um, I don't want to ruin too much. But it's very... you got to be patient with this movie, you know. Have you seen a lot of French horror movies? Sometimes they fast pace, and sometimes you gotta be patient because the build up is worth it, you know. And then when you find out what the build up is, at the end of it, it was really nothing new. You've seen it done before, but I felt like this French horror movie did it well, you know. I like how these two creepy girls act. I like the supernatural elements. I like the mystery behind it, you know. Um, Hostel, I'll say check it out. Um, I definitely post the poster art. You can check it out. Check it out on IMDb so you know the difference. Not to get confused with other Hostel title movies. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals, what's up? How you doing? And I apologize for the noise, but when you live in the ghetto, you get some noise going up in the block and shit. You know, and uh, and I'm mean, gonna wait because I don't know how long this music gonna be playing. Okay, literally driving by. <laughs> anyway, what's about this movie called I Am Alone? And I thought I reviewed this movie in my other channel, but um, I, I guess I didn't save it, I guess, you know? Uh, this movie is like a found footage POV style movie. No, it's actually a POV style movie, actually, I would say. And it's kind of like, if you see Hardcore Henry or um, Hotel Inferno, then you know, then you like, you might like this movie. And it's about this guy that been captured by like, like a government facility like and he's probably they say he might be a cure for a zombie virus and then you see him like after like he's like a hunting guy like where well, reality show and as the movie progressed he's finding zombies all around and he, he's battling them out and the, the movie without two without spoilers I, i'm surprised that a lot of people don't review this movie this movie came out about two months ago in the u.s but um i like this movie i mean it's nothing new nothing fancy it's just done pov only but it's pretty much a guy battling zombies, and I like the first-person shooter style of the movie. I like how it is, and you know, like I say, if you, you see stories like this done before, you might just like it because it's a POV style. So I say I am alone. Actually, give it a chance. You might like it. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. But I felt like, to me, it was still felt like more like a home market release than a movie release. 
Because I've seen two free groups, one and two, you can see the difference between those those two movies and part and part three. And I'm not gonna use budget reason, high budget, low budget, because I feel like you can see good movies in the theaters that have have the low budget feel to it and still be good, you know. Now, was Super Group Three any different? To be honest, I felt like it, it was kind of crap to me. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm not saying that because a lot of viewers talking about it like that, like negative. But this is speaking for myself because, like, I've seen a lot of Part Threes, right? And can I be honest with you? I enjoyed a lot of Part Three horror movies with, with the trilogy in them. I enjoyed Scream Three. I enjoyed Goody's Part Three. Yes, I even enjoyed Goody's Part Three. The ones that people should be shitting on. Because I never took Goody's Three serious. You know what I'm saying? It was meant to be a horror comedy. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed Puppet Master Three. I enjoyed Friday the Thirteenth Three. I even enjoy Halloween 3, which I feel like t- to this day Halloween 3 is still so underrated, and, it, and it's just a cool movie, man. I enjoy Phantasium 3, yeah, I said it. I enjoy Critters 3. So let me tell you, like, pretty much from my experience, I enjoy every horror, horror movie with the trilogy part 3 on them. Except for one, until now, and it's this one. This is the first horror part 3 that I will say that I hate, period. You know, it's the first time. Because th- th- I don't feel like the Jeepers, the Jeepers was himself. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about him t- attacking on the daytime. Okay, there many scenes where he attacked daytime anyway. So that's nothing new. So people don't, people cannot, shouldn't be acting like they're surprised if Jeepers keep us attacking daytime. But he did attack enough at the nighttime. That's the thing. And um, the movie starts off like, to me like how Portmore starts off. What happened after the police station? You got these cops and wonder like what the fuck? They see this truck that has booby traps on it. Later on, this this black guy with his team. He got like his own death squad for the Jeeper Creeper. He's even the symbol. So it looked like this guy hides them, and you find out later that each of these people from the member of his team had their own experience with the Creeper. As to fast forward, it's pretty much the cop and that black guy with his death squad team for the Creeper have to work together, trying to find him. While we got another story about this woman living in the farm with her grandmother, who the grandmother had her own experience with the creeper because her son died because of him. And you find out that he dug something in the tree. You know? Now, the, the, creeper, the creeper does kill people, but I don't feel like it's like gory or anything. Like the death scenes didn't interest me as, as, for the, as the first two movies did. And, um,. That was kind of weird, you know, I was like, it's like, I didn't even give a fuck about it, you know? And while the creep was killing people and capturing people, you got a survivor that was in a truck, which was the girl of the grandmother, because she was captured by the creeper. But she survived because the creeper didn't kill her right away, because I guess he's going to save her for later, he'll fear some more, you know? But you find out on the side of the truck, he has booby traps in the truck, like I mentioned, but even inside the truck. You know? And I'm like, damn, why are you gonna boot trap your truck like that? And I'm like, seriously? Inside the truck, too? I'm like, come on. I mean, I can stand outside the truck, like, the, when you open the door. I can understand that, because you want to protect your shit. You know what I'm saying? You want to protect your food. <laughs> but anyway, just to fast forward, when the woman ducks up the tree, you find out that the son had cut the arm of the creeper. And when the woman touched the arm, it's like she sees who the creeper really is. But they never show you who he is, you know what I'm saying? And meanwhile, the woman will have a flashback, seeing the ghost of her kid, you know, talking to her. Kind of like werewolf, werewolf from London, American werewolf from London, like like that, st- like that type of I see you type of attitude. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. It's like borrowing stuff, stuff from, from another horror movie. And like I said, it's like I didn't give a fuck, man. Like, the creeper didn't matter to me. I, the only one thing I did like about the movie was the police officer guy, you know, that he was like scared and nervous, but he has to man up. He was likable to me, I mean, a lot, I like him. I think he was the only person I liked in this freaking movie. And there were scenes when the woman, when the girl was in the truck and she was ready to escape from the creeper, the creeper got, got stabbed by his own fucking booby trap. The, the pole thing from the seat, and his big eyeballs pop up, pop up and that's what's towards the end of the movie like. And that's when the girl is scared, she's on the run pretty much from the creeper. And, um, yeah, I was like, how the fuck you, how the fuck you get stabbed by your own fucking weapon? Your own booby trap? That's some fucked up shit. 
and he got his truck, can I be Bullski not stop the truck? That's stupid. Like, how can you tell me everything's bulletproof about this truck he drives? Even the tire, even powerful weapons can't even stop that truck. I'm like, yo, you tell me this guy no magic? This, this monster no magic or something? He put voodoo on his truck to be unstoppable? I'm like, yo, it should be like Christine again, I guess. Maybe it's demonic possessed or something. And, um, just to fast forward, um, the woman's on the, when the girl's on the one from the creep, this towards the end, um, her family saved her, you know. The creeper was, got knocked out by a truck, kind of like me bought a little bit from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I guess. But the truck knocked out Texas the creeper, and the creeper killed the truck driver. And pretty much he goes to the tree where the grandmother dug the, his, the arm. And they say, we know who you are, or what you are pretty much. And the creeper got mad, and that's the last thing you see of, of him. So it's like 23 years, he's going to hibernate again. But, um, and then you see the guy who was in love with the girl, the farm, the farm girl. I mean, the city girl that became a farm girl because of, she's living with her grandmother. He thought he got a football game to go to, and you see the school bus. So I was like, my mom, hold, hold, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, am I, am I imagining this? So you're telling me Creeper Creeps Part 3 is a sequel to Part 1, okay? And a prequel to Part 2. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, I can pick, I already picked up on the Part 1 part, but I can't believe it's a prequel to Part 2. And then, spoiler, 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 twist ending. Um, the lady, the sister from the first movie, when her brother was taken away, she's typing a report about how the creeper to kill these people and she's trying to get this story out there like letting people know this is a true story and she's saying come and get me you son of a bitch I'm like my my shut the fuck up woman he ain't gonna get you cause he's sleeping right now how the fuck is he gonna get you you know so pretty much this movie is like a filler pretty much you know it was more talking and maybe 20, 25% maybe of, of seeing the creeper probably doing some action or just seeing him but mainly it's just more talking about the two cops and the, the, the young girl and and, her, and the boy that's interested in her and the grandmother and talking to her dead son. It's really, that's what the whole fucking movie's about, about them interact, talking and stuff. And, and going after, about their story and stuff. And poor Creeper, it was like, it's like, damn man, can I kill these people now? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Cuba Cruise 3, um, highly disappointed by this one. Didn't enjoy it. Um, I hope the Cuba Cruise 4 will make up for it, maybe. But, um, of course, there will be a part for us, pretty obvious. Which this movie was built on, pretty much, like a fella for it. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. What's up, guys and gals? Today, we talk about a movie from Necrostorm. Um, I hope I got the company's name right, but you probably know them more for Adam Chaplin. And the guys that created um, Hotel Inferno 1. And I found out there's a part 2 also. So hopefully I'll get to see part 2. Um, if you look at their line. Super bloody gory movie. Old school special effects. With some C with CGI effects also with it. Really enjoy their work. Now they had this movie called Judy right. And I found out Judy is like the least least favorite from the line. Least. It's like horrible to, the, to anybody that reviewed this movie. So I said, let me check this movie out, you know, and I checked it out, and Judy, um, the movie, okay, let me tell you what the movie's about. The movie is about a crazy clown woman with her henchmen that don't talk, had a red, had light up eyes, creepy mask, and she carries a box, box with spikes in it. Now, movies do have blood and gore in it. And suddenly, in the beginning and the end of the scene, I'm going to spoil a little bit. But the mystery is what's inside the box. Now, the name Judy is really the name of the dog. So, let me tell you how this, how this, how the woman, how this clown woman decided to meet this woman that's driving by the car, right? And the clown, crazy clown woman tell her, I know your number. And the woman didn't want to hear it, so she drove off. Now, in the movie, it's going to be... It's so slow, it's gonna progress with this woman and her dog. Spend time with her dog, talk to her mom on the phone and her friend on the phone. And she mentioned she saw this creepy woman, creepy clown woman, you know. Later on, you find out her dog is missing, she's crying and stuff. And even when she was taking a shower, she still had that tear mark on her face. 
She didn't even wash her face or nothing. I mean, come on. But stuff, stuff, stuff going around the house, like all creepy stuff, like mysterious stuff going around the house. She's wondering, like, how is, like, like she had that look in her face, like, what's going on? Like, if you see something changes in your house, something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? But to a lot of people, this movie is, okay, to me, okay, first let me say what I like about it. I like the actors and actresses. But mainly the actresses and the characters in this movie. They're pretty good. They did their job. Especially the lead actress. She was great. You know? The only problem with this movie was the writing, the setup, the execution, and get to the point of it. It was it built up more on mystery and suspense and thriller. That's all it was built up on. But to be honest, let's be real. When we watch a Necrostorm movie, we want to see blood and gore. Come on. We want to see some fast-paced shit. This movie does, does not deliver it. We get to the ending, we get to the clown woman and her henchman running into the house. She's using her nuts and bolts air gun, which put like nuts and bolts inside this pipe and shoot with it. And, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much though. I mean, even though this is an old movie, but I, I love Necrostorm, you know what I'm saying? I, I love their work, but this one is really a disappointment, man. I was like, damn, come on, Necrostorm. I mean, I know you don't don't be don't try don't try and be like mystery thriller suspense. Don't do that, okay? That's not your that's not your stick. Stick what you did with, with Hotel Inferno, Suit One Three and Three, Adam Chapin, Blood and Gore, and fast paced action. Go to the point. Stick with that. That's your style. That's your fan base. That's the real reason why we all love Necrostorm movies. Anyway, Judy, actress actress likable. That's one positive. That's the movie I thought was crap. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals. So, we're talking about a documentary called Magma Mad and um, a manga mad. That's it, right? <laughs> um, if you want to get into Japanese culture, if you're new to this, I highly recommend this documentary to you. Or if you're a veteran in it like me, then you still want to watch it anyway. But um, this is a really good um, reference to. Um, the world, the magma culture, or Japanese comic books, you may want to call it here in the U.S. To, to some people, that like, usually they say Japanese comic books, but it's magma, magma, <laughs> uh, and anime. It talks about everything, man, about what, how, what changed us, what, how it changed Japanese society and culture, and why they were so into it, and the reason behind it. They talk to you about the history, the beginning of it. Um, they talk, talk to you about the business of it, or magma, not only magma. Um, also, anime, video games, action figures, the sexual part of of the of sexual part of magma, and how it affects also the psychology of it. And um, this has this has everything you could imagine. They even talk about the class of otaku, you know, the, of their world and their universe, and the obsession with it. And this has everything, even cosplay. Magma Mad, I highly recommend this documentary to everyone, new and old alike, must see. But um, also let me give you a little warning. Uh, they do it does contain some adult material with images like the poster art or like comic book art, you know. So you're gonna see some adult adult images. So so let me just say it's not for kids, but to me art is art. So I mean whatever your parents, just ask your parents for permission if you wanna see this. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Yes, what's up? I'm talking about a little gem, a little old, old movie I never heard about. It's called Mars Man, and this is a movie that was done in Taiwan, I heard, or maybe Hong Kong. And the movie is like a homage to those um, Power Rangers style movies with the Godzilla, the Godzilla Kaju monsters mixed in. Now, I remember in Hong Kong itself, the Shaw Brothers did a movie kind of like this for their home country, I forgot the name of it, but, um, I forgot the name of that movie though, but I did see it before, but this is a different movie, totally entirely in Taiwan, that's non-Japanese, and the movie is about these astronauts that have, I mean, not astronauts, scientists, that have to get this gemstone, this radiation stone, and they, um, find out that these are the stones that these alien invaders want to get. And the alien invaders want to use the stone as a death ray. Once they got the stone, they were able to make a death ray and destroy the earth, draining the, like, to drain them out of the sun so they won't live. Meanwhile, these scientists 
Heffel from the Japanese people to have a, a human to have to a cyborg robot. Meanwhile, you also got a statue, like a statue they found from one of the from the scientist, female scientist's um, brother, and they got affected by the radiation by being unconscious. But once they got, once they put it into their base, they realized that this stone is growing bigger and bigger, and this stone is a protector, like a stone god, like I would say. Now, pretty much once the monster has life on its own, thanks to the scientists, and the Japanese built a cyborg for the t Taiwan government to battle the alien raiders so they could save the Earth. So, pretty much the robot and the stone god will have to team up to battle these alien raiders. At first, they fight against each other, and once they know something was not right, they finally waking up, they teamed up to battle the alien raiders. It's like, in, it's like, like a real game in three different rounds, you know? But... Battle the alien invaders and Earth, battling the evil villain, the Queen Marsha, they call her, and the two dinosaur beasts. And of course, they find the kin of the of, of Queen Marsha, but Queen Marsha had more of an attitude than the kin, you know, because the kin was kind of like a wimp, like. But anyway, they start battling her, and then once the good guys are down, they kind of bounce back to battle them, and then they had to go back to the planet where the death rays are. Death Ray is at and, and finally destroyed once and for all and defeat the villain once and for all. Um, I like this movie. I thought it was a fun movie. And at the beginning, it's going to kind of drag a bit with the, most of the two scientists talking and how they're going to solve this problem, how to, how to stop the invaders. But at the end, it's going to pay off. You know, it's a fun movie. It's B movie's cheesy, it's campy. You know, if you did that 70s, 80s Hong Kong Kaju Mecha Robot Bounce type of thing, you know, then you definitely gonna love this movie. Mars Man, check it out. Peace guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Mask of the Ninja, and this one's from 2009. And this movie has Casper Van Dien. You guys know how I feel about Casper Van Dien movies. Always some... Casper Van Dien always have fun movies to watch, man. I, I'm not disappointed in any of his work that he does. That's like non-star ship trooper, actually, believe it or not. Um... This movie's about, he said, he plays a detective, right? And he gets this call from this um, rich Asian girl, you know? And then you find out her, fa her father's dead, and then the ninjas are going after her. As the as she runs runs away because she don't feel safe no more, the detective will have to try and find her. And then suddenly, the the person that's the family advisor, um, he, he end, up going, end up helping him out. To help her find her, and later on, the clues leads to what the why the ninjas ninjas are going after this girl for, you know, because she holds a secret, you know. Um, all in all, the, um, I I did like this movie. It had action. Um, it's a cool Casper Van Dien movie. Um, something the only nitpick I have is, and it's usually I always have nitpicks about this because I seen this done in Terminator Part One, or I think Ninja One also had this concept, and a few other ninja movies. When you, when they have an important when the ninjas go after somebody the evil ninjas go after somebody important but they end up being held in the police station and they start killing everybody in the police force in this whole station I would say that's crazy you know what I'm saying I'm like damn really with all the guns even with the ninjas have bulletproof vests still shoot them in the head damn it but um, Mask of the Ninja is still an enjoyable movie I really enjoyed it so check it out Mayhem with everyone's favorite character from Walking Dead Glenn. Steven Glenn. Well, that's his character's name, though, because I'm not a fan of Walking Dead, but my cousin, oh my gosh, she's in love with that guy. So I know <laughs> who the guy was. Anyway, he plays a, like a lawyer. That, you know, he enjoys his job, and one day there was a case that he, he lost, but he found out that, that he didn't, he never worked on that case, and he found out that another lawyer set him up. So he got fired for the job. And I hate that shit too, and that's office politics, man. So I can kind of relate to this movie, man, with with, with Steve, um Glenn's, I mean Steven's character, you know. I really feel bad for him, you know. But once he once he got fired, you know, and he's ready, and security's walking him out. Guess what? The whole building quarantine with the um with the, with an affection. With if you have red eyes, it makes you go angry, it makes you go, it suppress your true emotions, you know, and makes it go aggressive. So pretty much Steven Yeun's character will have to survive all this crazy shit. And meanwhile, 
he gets beat up by the security team while he's trying to state his case against the lawyer upstairs that fired him, you know. Um, he meets up with the woman in the basement that he he got her kicked out for 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 um for paperwork that he cannot deal with pretty much, but then they end up working together because they goes to you know what kick the boss kick the boss that fired his ass plus help the woman get her paper signed so she could keep her home pretty much the foreclosure. So it's like a video game. So he gotta get these key cards so he can enter the main office to stop to kick his boss's ass pretty much, and you know he, he has to f fight people off. And it was like a video game. It's like it's like it's like a video game from getting to the point point A to point B to get to top to, from bottom to top. And and to me, like the characters, like the the lawyers, he has to kill and beat up on to, to get the card. Um, all in all, I, I like this movie. It's, it's like it's horror comedy, you know. Um, and, and everyone was. I, I like Steven Steven Yeun's character. In this he was likable. I like the girl that he was teaming up with. She was likable. Um, the, the movie was a fun movie. I thought it was a fun movie. And you know, if you hate office politics and you want to beat the system, but you can't do it in real life, well, this movie kind of fill, fills in the gap for you. So definitely mayhem. Definitely check it out.